We are going to do some more myth busting on today's Fed Pilot. Welcome to Fed Pilot, where we help make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. For humans like you. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Not... Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Good, 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 good. So today we, are, Cassie and I are doing another Mythbusters, but she hasn't told me what her myth is, and I haven't told her what myth I've chosen because there are so many out there. We can just randomly pick myths out there pretty easily. Came up with it in oh, uh, 10 seconds. <laughs> it's, it's that easy. So Cassie, ladies first, what is oh, your myth? No, no, no. Don't do that to me. <laughs> um, oh gosh. I was kind of going to piggyback off of yours because I thought of a couple. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. If you want, I can go first. You can defer if you want. Okay. Sure. Okay. Here's my myth. Um, and it, it's, it's, I'll say it's a pseudo myth because it's not a myth as in people, it, 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 as if, this is the way it is, but people get it wrong and it's actually this way. It's kind of that, but it's more people think this, but they don't take it far enough and that's, that's not actually the truth. So today's myth that I have is that when you go to HR and you say, hey, HR, how much money do I get when I retire? And they say, they give you a number and you go, oh, good. All right, okay, that's, my, that's, that's what I get when I retire. The myth is, that you actually get that because <laughs> you don't. I hate to say it. And we do this in the workshop. We take that number and then we go, okay, what's the first thing that comes out of it? Taxes, take off taxes. What's the next thing that comes out of it? And we, and, and we, don't, we don't do this because honestly, we just take off two and that depresses people, but we take off a couple. And if we kept going, we would realize how much, actually, how much money actually makes it into the bank. And so the myth is, is that the number that HR gives us is what we get because it's not in the end. You will never see that dollar amount make it to the bank. And that starts to depress people when they start realizing how much money they're not getting. Because if you, you know, if you think, okay, I'm going to get $2,000 a month for my pension, whatever that number is, you think, okay, 2000 plus all these others plus social security and then i've got some tsp i okay i can do that right right N no start taking away like well i'm not going to say what percentage of taxes because everyone's different but a percentage of taxes yeah. then you've got you've got um oh don't forget him yep FEH. yep yep survivor benefits and then you've got inflation which a lot of people mm. don't think about as well but it's a big factor, especially lately. So that's my myth right there. You can't rely on that. You have to actually go through some more calculations to figure out what you are going to get. So that is my myth buster right there. That's so funny because one of them that I had thought about was, why do I need a benefit analysis when I can just get an analysis from oh, HR? Oh, that's good. Yes. So everyone can go to HR and say, hey, what do I get? And HR says, there you go. Why That's do you need right. anything else? 
why do I need anything else? Well, let's see. Our benefit analysis project out all of the years. Right. right. Until at least age 90, 91. Right. right. And so we might not be going to age 100, which some people might make it to, but we go on an average of the lifetime of an employee. And so we're projecting out what does it look like both income wise and expense wise, at least on the benefit side. Right. On what that's going to look like moving forward. We use 10% averages for um, increases for things like FEHB um, and cost of living adjustments and pay raises. Yep. So our numbers aren't perfect, but we at least try to be sure that what we're showing you is in a ballpark of what you're going to be getting later on. And again, we're not only just looking at your income, but we're also looking at your benefit expenses. Mm -hmm. So what does your Fegley look like at age 60, 65, right. 80? Right. Right. Because sometimes it can get really expensive, especially if you have the optional coverages that increase every five years, because you're most likely excuse me, just on the basic, you're going to have an increase in retirement because the government's not putting in their part, right? And helping with that, with that coverage, but also the optional coverages are going to continue to increase every five years and their, their amount changes as well. So that is a number one big factor that I don't think people realize is, oh, okay, my family is only a couple hundred dollars at retirement. Well, what happens when it becomes a thousand dollars? 10 years into retirement. <laughs> Wait, that can happen? Yes. Yes, it can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then <clears> you've paid easily. so much into it that it doesn't make sense to cancel or your health is no longer at a point where you can even get outside insurance, but you also can't continue with the premium that you currently have, but you have a need for life insurance. What do you do then? Right. Right. What happens with your health insurance increasing at a, almost 5% per year and that premium becomes so expensive that it's starting to eat away at your pension even more? What about those extra taxes? Right. What are you going to do when those things happen later on, not just in retirement for that first couple of years, but what does it look like moving forward as well? And so, I think that's one of the differentiating factors in our benefit analysis is we show the breakdown of all of that moving yep. forward. And obviously there are financial professionals that we work with to ensure that um, employees can get that information into their hands, also have their, their other softwares that they use for um, putting in the numbers for outside products and everything else to really come up with a comprehensive plan. That's why we work with those types of folks who can help you in that way um, because it's very important to coordinate all of that. But that is the number one myth I get is, well, I've just got my, you know, <clears throat> I've just gotten my analysis from HR. I don't need your, your report. Well, the other flip side of getting an analysis from HR is, is the information accurate? Right. And, and are you really going to catch if it's not accurate? Typically, no, you're not going to. And how often do we see wrong HR reports? Um, I would 
would say about 50% of the time. Is it really that high? It's it's 30 to 50% depending <laughs> on, because here's the thing, the high three they're using <laughs> typically doesn't include increases to their um, oh, salaries. Yeah, sure. They're going to be retiring in five years or, or longer. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, good point. The service might not be accurate if, they, mm -hmm. they may not, or may not be including military service, or if you haven't made a deposit for your military service and you have military service, they're not telling you what it could increase to Right. if you have a deposit made, right? So we're looking yep. at all yep. of those factors. I mean, and don't even get me started if your CSRS or CSRS offset on the, <laughs> the things right. that could be wrong there. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Um, and a lot of times, I'm going to be honest, if you're under um, age 62, the special retirement supplement, mm. that's another big one that could be wrong, especially if there's military service yes. involved. Right. Um, right. And so it's very important. And I'm not saying that HR doesn't know what they're doing. Um, or they're, or they're that they're doing it maliciously. File. Listen, they're not, they're just right. going to be like, okay, this is what it is. Right. This is not what it could be, right? They're not, that's not what their job. Yep. And so um, don't, don't blame HR. They're just looking <laughs> at what you have. That is right. You know, okay. So one thing I've taken away from our discussion today, Cassie, is that, well, first off, probably the most common question I get when we start talking about benefits is how much do I get? That is, that is number one. How much am I going to get? So that's a good question. And people unfortunately stop there. They ask, they ask and they get the answer and they stop there. The second question should be how much do I get? Let's say every year until I die because it changes which is what you pointed out, right? Then I'm going to add a third question that should be asked. What's my cash flow during that time? Which is another crazy important question that almost no one asks. So in that first year or two, right after you retire, the cash flow, yes, you get it, but you actually may not get it right at first. It may, for example, the, the pension, that interim pension may not come for three or six months. So mm -hmm. you'll get it. You will get it eventually, but you don't get it on a monthly basis. And so maybe you're having to live off savings or the TSP for the first year, right? So it's not only how much do you get, but how does that change over time? And when does it actually come to me? Not because again, you'll just get, you'll get it, but when does it come to you? So the cash flow, each one of those pieces is so very important to plan for because you don't want to get to that spot and then go, wait, I'm not getting the money I was promised. And then you go to HR and HR says, well, that's the way it works. And so you're caught off guard. You're having to make changes all of a sudden and you're putting some weird funky spots that you don't want to be put in. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard of people taking Social Security too early because yes. they don't realize how long the yep. OPM will take to finalize their pension. Yep. Um, or they take out TSP. They, they take yep. out TSP too much at the beginning because, oh, I'm not getting paid my pension, so I have to take out more of my TSP. Well, that just made it so that your TSP now doesn't last as long 
and that has thrown everything off. I mean, oh, sorry, another example. Do you? I'm sorry. Do you have another example? I I jumped no, no. in there. I was just listening. No, and that's exactly true. And so that's what I was going to say, though. TSP, um, Social Security is taken too early. Um, you know, or you having to borrow money or, or get a credit card or something like that. Right. I mean, there's so many different things that could go wrong in the planning process because of unexpected or unplanned for events. Yeah. And that's why it's very important to make sure that you have, um, you know, what you're thinking and what you're planning is solid moving forward. And what is your emergency plan if XYZ doesn't happen? Yep. Right. Have a backup plan to your plan. Um, I think that's also very important. And that's definitely one of the things that our, our financial professionals help with as well is, OK, worst case scenario, best case scenario. What do these two look like? Right. Um, and they kind of help you to plan that and make sure that, uh, you know, what you're thinking is actually going to work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. T- so. As we talk with financial professionals about the experience that they have with federal employees, you've heard this and I've heard this so many times where someone comes and says, this is what I'm going to do. And then they and then the financial professional puts it through the calculations and everything and says, really, that's what you're going to do. Well, let me show you what this looks like years later on. And they go, holy cow, that's not what I expected. Or, yeah, that doing that, put it through the software that they have. Yeah, there's a 50 percent likelihood of that actually happening. Uh, and giving you enough money. Whoa, right. no. Uh, can we make that 98% somehow? Yeah, we can, but yeah, let's- There's let's, some changes that will have to be made. Exactly. Hey, if you tweak this, if you tweak that, you can save thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah. All of these different things. And that's why it's really, you know, it, it's like this. Look, you're not gonna rely on somebody else to do the job like you do your job. Right. right. The same is true with financial income expense planning. Yep. Right. Whatever that tax planning, whatever that that overall financial plan looks like, go to a professional who does that day in and day out because that's what they do. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. And and they're the experts on it. They understand the ins and outs and they keep up to date on the rules. You make sure that they understand all of that good stuff, right? And that, and hey, if you want to spend your time keeping up on all the rules and doing that and looking at all the nuances and the thousand little fine print rules that are in there that no one knows about, then okay, that's, that's fine. That's cool too. Yeah, we use a, um, the analogy in the workshop of flying a plane. I'm not going to get on a plane and fly it. That would be catastrophic failure, right? <laughs> I'm going to leave that to someone who knows how to do that because that that's not going to be me, especially since I'm colorblind. That will certainly not be me. <laughs> oh, Kevin. <laughs> Cut the red wire. Which one is that one? <laughs> no. So, yes. So, anyways, though that there's oh, our... No. <laughs> There's our myth busting and we've got so many more myth busting that we're going to do in later episodes. So continue to join us. Come do a workshop with us. If you would like, share, subscribe, get notifications, whatever it takes to make sure that you're up to date on the latest and greatest information. And Cassie and I will continue to bring it to you each week. Any last words of wisdom, Cassie? Go take action. 
Don't let the government own your retirement. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's perfect. Thanks, everyone. Take care.